Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Our operation is small, but there's a lot of potential for aggressive expansion. So which of you fine gentlemen would like to join our team? Oh, there's only one spot open right now, so we're going to have tryouts. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name's Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, everybody? Happy Tuesday. And if you're watching live on YouTube or Twitter, happy Monday and welcome to Mock Draft Monday, part of the Debbie War Zone. I am your host, Memphis. You can follow along on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And tonight on Mock Draft Monday, we are going to mix two draft classes. We are going to mix the rookie wide receiver class of 2020, and we were going to going to mix the 2021 we were going to do 2019 but it was just man so much powerful wide receiver action has hit the nfl in the last two years it didn't feel fair to also add in the 2019 class but i tell you well what else is a good mix i got a good mix of some redraft guys with me i got a good mix of some devy guys with me uh, but they're all part of our dynasty war zone family of shows so we have from the dynasty rewind we have uh, Matty Big Chest, aka the graphics guru here at the Dynasty Warzone. Matty does all of our sweet, sweet graphics. He does graphic design for MFL and now Sleeper Leagues. You can find him on Twitter at Matty Big Chest. Matty Biggs, my man, what is going on? Not a whole lot, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, there's some great football going on right now, but I'm glad to be here. Uh, and, you know, catch me on uh, the Patreon, patreon.com slash dot. Dynasty Rewind. Uh, we 
are doing a new Debbie show. Uh, it's going to feature me and at NFL Nate or at Nate NFL on Twitter. Um, so it's going to be a good show. And we're going to do some uh, dynasty prospect breakdowns where we do like versus so it's be Jamar Chase versus Devonta Smith for our first breakdown. Nice, man. That's what we're here to do tonight. We're going to cover some rookie wide receivers mixed in with some last year's rookie wide receivers. But this next man is not a rookie. He is a redraft veteran and pro. He is going to be doing some redraft content with us here at the DWZ Football Network this coming season. And you'll be hearing a lot more from him. And he's more than just a content provider. He is my buddy and one of the best dudes in the space. His name is Kyle August. You can follow him at KyleFFFellas. What's going on, Mr. August? What up, man? I appreciate the kind words. I might have to actually update my Twitter handle, maybe maybe throw a, some DWZ in there, do something, I don't know. Because, uh, I, yeah, I, if, I think being, you know, one year is probably the expiration date on on how uh, old your Twitter handle should be. But, uh, man, one of the best weekends in football, six playoff games and the national championship can't go wrong. Sorry about your Colts, man. I, I was pulling for them, but uh, it was hell of a hell of a game there. You know, we're going to get into a quarterback. So tonight we're going to be mashing up some wide receiver rookie classes. Next week we're going to do running backs, and then we'll do tight ends. And then we may have to mash up tight end classes going back to like 2012. But <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see what we can't get into here at the the, the Dynasty War Zones Devi Mock Draft Monday. But, yeah, man, it just goes to show you the Colts had four all pros, tied for most in the league with Green Bay, and, you know, people question some of the play calling, question some of the decision making not to go for it. But it really came down to this. Fourth quarter, 30-ish seconds to go. You need about 12 to 15 yards, and you just don't have the quarterback who can make the play. And that's nothing against Phillip Rivers. You know, 10 years ago, 8 years ago, he was more than capable of being that guy. He's just not that guy. So as a Colts fan... I don't know what today's firing of Doug Peterson will bring. I don't know if there's still the potential that Wentz moves. We'll be covering that on Wednesday's Dynasty Warzone, as well as our staff rankings. But the reason why we're here, we're going to take the last two classes and really, man, going back to even 2018, you had Cortland Sutton, you had DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. Um, I know I'm missing a couple. We We have had some amazing wide receiver draft classes. And we'll cover this more next week when we do running backs, but that's part of the emphasis of why you have to have good running backs. There's so few and far between that a guy like Mike Davis can come off of the pine. Kyle, you're our redraft dude. A guy like Mike Davis can come out of nowhere and finish as an RB1. You can have an undrafted rookie and James Robinson come out of nowhere and be an RB1 because that is such a tough position to fill. And we're going to make it pretty evident tonight that on your dynasty rosters, there is always, and it really feels like it's, I mean, we're again, 2018, 2019, 2020, we're looking at another stud class in 2021. We're looking at almost four years of excellent wide receiver and running back continues to be tough. So we're going to mix that up. But uh, Kyle, what what have you seen as my redraft guy? What have you seen as the importance of the wide receiver position, especially the young guys? Yeah, and I think what we've definitely seen over the last few years, and it kind of started, you know, with the Odell Beckham class and and those guys, you know, obviously one of the all time wide receiver classes. They come out and they they produce right away, and it doesn't mean that guys you know can't develop, and some of the guys that maybe disappointed this year won't eventually be you know, fantasy starters, 
But when you look at, uh, you know, somebody like obviously going to be high on this list, but Justin Jefferson comes out and he's a top eight wide receiver right out of the gate. Right. So, you know, I know obviously in dynasty, we're always valuing young players and we're always looking for those wide receivers as long-term assets. But the difference is, is that maybe, you know, five, six years ago, I remember when I first, you know, even a little before that started playing dynasty, you know, you drafted these rookies or in redraft leagues, you added these rookies onto your team hoping for, Hey, maybe they kind of splash in the second half or I can get some bi-week replacement weeks out of them. But now, man, these guys, you wait, they're paying off right away and they can turn into every week starters right out of the gate. And I, I think what you're looking at in 2021 is another class that's going to produce some, you know, some studs and the way this league's going with these high, high volume passing offenses, these guys are producers right away. You don't have to wait around at all. So I know that's one of my things next year. I had not just wide receivers, but rookies in general, even in redraft leagues, like, you know, yeah, you can overhype them a little bit, but there's nothing wrong with taking a few scratch off lottery tickets to the back end too. Cause you look at guys like Jefferson or Iuk who were going like, you know, in the double digit rounds and they were huge for you down the stretch. Yeah, and and you just think back a couple of years ago, my man, Terry McLaren. Mm-hmm. I was getting him in rookie drafts. Depends if it was one QB or Superflex tight end premium. You were getting TMC and rookie classes that year between really 209 and 303 for the most part. And it, the wide receiver class is just so baller. Now, now Matt, you are a Devi guy. Um, you love all forms of dynasty. Matty has been a great uh, catalyst for some of our chats over at the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. But, Matty, you you love good wide receivers. Now, let me ask you this. You're, I'm, I'm going to hit you with a hypothetical with your Lions, and we'll get into the mock draft. So, would no, obviously, you would love to have both. But would you prefer that your Lions let Kenny Galladay walk in free agency and get one of these rookies and maybe save a whole bunch of cap money? Or do you think Kenny Galladay is worth taking over some of these rookies? I'm going to hit you with a Lions question right out the chute. Yeah, uh, that's a tough one. You know, I think I think Kenny Galladay is worth the money uh, in that situation. I think that it's a little high to draft a rookie wide receiver. Uh, and I, I like Kenny Galladay a lot. I think he's still a good wide receiver for being 27 years old. He's, he's primarily like a uh, Mike Evans kind of guy, just throw it to him and he'll catch the ball. And uh, – He's perfect for Matthew Stafford. Well, too bad Matthew Stafford's going to be a Colt in 12 <laughs> months. So at least, at least that, that, that's what I'm holding out hope. I, I, I'm, I, I'm Michael Pittman Jr. stocks up. Hey, man, it was, my, he would go a lot higher in this mock draft we're getting ready to do. But uh, I was having this conversation with a friend earlier, and, you know, the Colts trade their uh, 21st overall and maybe something else for Matthew Stafford. And then the Lions trade uh, seven overall and 21 overall for the third overall pick and draft Zach Wilson. So uh, I don't think that would break your heart. But we'll get into some quarterback hypotheticals here or there. I'm going to go youngest to oldest. So I'm going to let Maddie have the 101. So Maddie, out of the last two classes, 2020 and 2021, who are you taking first wide receiver off the board? And give us a couple of uh, reasons why. Yeah, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. He's had a historic season for a rookie. Uh, it's hard to not take Justin Jefferson. Uh, you could argue CeeDee Lamb here. But, you know, it's it's he's had the best, like, rookie campaign since, what, Randy Moss. So it's got to be this this man, Justin Jefferson. Like, there's, there's no other alternative, and it's a pretty easy explanation. 
Now, I know Kyle. Kyle is not a Bears fan. He's a Cowboys fan by nature. But mm-hmm. you, you live up there. You've had the, uh, the good fortune of spending a lot of time watching Justin Jefferson play. Uh, he plays your Bears, I guess, your buddy Seth's Bears twice a year. But they're on TV a lot. And what have you seen out of Justin Jefferson that would you agree? Uh, would, would your guy at 102 be your 101? Um, give, give me a couple of things on Jefferson and uh, then your guy. Yeah, I, and I do think it's between Jefferson and, and Lamb. I don't, I don't think I'm breaking any things here. I mean, I'm gonna, I would take Lamb then, obviously, right here at 102. But before I jump into Lamb, I, you know, you mentioned with Jefferson, uh, Maddie, like you know, record-setting dude, 1,400 yards, 88 catches. That, that those are big-time numbers in an offense that produced two top 12, two wide receiver, one wide receivers. And I would have lost that bet, man. I in a run-first offense with Dalvin Cook getting so much work. I wouldn't necessarily put on Kirk Cousins to produce two number one wide receivers in fantasy, which he's done before. But, man, it was an impressive season. But the thing I love about Jefferson is 125 targets, fairly modest, right? And the yardage is off the charts. Only seven touchdown receptions. Obviously, Thielen was an absolute monster in the red zone, getting a lot of looks there. I think Jefferson, he has numbers you can replicate easy, right? I don't think the, when he if he goes out and puts up 12, 13 touchdowns right out of the gate, you know, you might look for those numbers to come down, and then where does he finish? But I think he's in a really good spot. He's tied to Cousins for a few more years, so I think he's going to be uh, he's going to be a solid dynasty asset. He's this off season's AJ Brown, probably like he's almost borderline untouchable uh, on most dynasty squads. Uh, one hundred two for me is going to be CD Lamb. It's one one A for me. I know the numbers weren't there for Lamb this season. Uh, Seventy four receptions, uh, nine hundred and thirty five yards, five touchdowns on one hundred and eleven targets. Uh, he only had four and a half games with Dak Prescott, and he never had less than five catches any of those games. He had with, with Dak, I mean, right out of the gate, uh, solid. And this kid is obviously extremely talented, also a first-round pick, still finished as the wide receiver 24 in PPR. But we all know Dak staying in Dallas. There's no way Jerry's letting his boy walk. They won too many games now. They're out of the quarterback sweepstakes there. So I think that, you know, CeeDee Lamb paired with Dak Prescott in an offense that is going to have Gallup and Cooper for next year, but we've seen, I think they can all get theirs. They just hired Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. That defense ain't getting much better anytime soon. They don't have the pieces. So I think this is going to be a high-volume passing offense for a while. Cooper and Gallup could be could be out of the picture one or the other after the 2021 season uh, due to either contracts or dead money allowing Cooper's contract to be set free. And Lamb is going to be here for, you know, he's at least got four more years and probably all with Dak Prescott in Dallas. So easy, the 102, and, and those two guys are, you know, strong dynasty assets that uh, you'd be happy to have right now. Well, you, you took my guy. Uh, C.D. Lamb is uh, – I, I always hate tipping my hand as a former poker player. I hate exposing what I'm working on, but there are two guys that are one and two on my must-acquire list in Dynasty Leagues right now. And one is C.D. Lamb, the other one is Clyde Edwards-Elair. I absolutely love both. Um, On our Patreon, I will be covering why I love C.E.H., but I I am a huge, huge proponent of getting C.D. Lamb. Man, you you just – I was hesitant this time last year. You you always want to tend to push down the hype a little bit. You're like, well, calm down a little bit. But obviously, even a bad Dallas Cowboys team was on was on national television a lot, and CD Lamb just oozes special. I mean, you just you just see it, and 
you're right. I, I think because of cap reasons and needs on the defense, they're stuck with Amari in 2021. There is no doubt about it. Um, they're going to pay him his $20 million, but he has like next to no or completely no dead cap in 2022, which ironically is when Michael Gallup will be a free agent. I see them re re-upping Michael Gallup to more of a, of a Robin to C.D. Lamb's Batman at a, at a much more team-friendly deal and letting by that time maybe like a 28, if I'm guessing top of my head, a 28-year-old Amari Cooper uh, apply his trade somewhere else. So C.D. Lamb, I was watching him. Now, Andy Dalton couldn't get him the ball in the final game of the year. I'm like, he is open, and, and he's open. And wait a second, he's open, and Andy just couldn't pull the trigger. So he looked great. I'm excited. Now, this next pick, uh, this is pure speculation. We have not seen this gentleman play football. Uh, I almost went with another 2020 wide receiver, but I am not forgetting about Jamar Chase. Just an, as good as Justin, this is a guy with Justin Jefferson as his teammate in LSU as a sophomore, had 84 receptions and 1,780 yards. He had 20 touchdowns in the SEC. I think this guy. He is everything that a team like Miami, like like the Eagles need. Now, I think the Eagles need more than that. But if you're going to turn turn that offense around, I mean, you got the good young tight end and Dallas Goddard. You got the good young running back and Miles Garrett. You have a guy, and this may ruffle a few feathers. We don't know if we'll hear this name or not. I kind of feel like Jalen Rager may be more Robin than Batman. I I think. Jamar Chase is worthy of this pick at the 103. I know it might be a tad early. Uh, I think Maddie's going to call a name that I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, I wanted to do that. But I just, I don't think I can turn down the alpha. I don't think I can turn down the size. 6'1", 207 pounds, and that matters. We're going to talk about a lot of thin dudes that could use a ham sandwich between now and, and the start of the 2021 regular season. But that 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 dude's not Jamar Chase. Good body mass index, good size. And I look forward to seeing some measurables out of him in uh, whatever kind of modified combine we get. So, Maddie, you're my Devi guy. You're, you're one of my go-tos along with Shane Hallam, along with Kane Fassell, Nick Whalen, uh, and so many others. What, what are your thoughts on Jamar Chase as the 103? And who would you be your pick at the 104? Jamar Chase, big body guy, you know, like you touched on, he's very physical. He likes to run people over. He's a bully kind of wide receiver. I like that out of my wide receivers, so I think he's going to translate well to the NFL. Um, but my guy here is not from the 2021 class. He's from the 2021 class, which is surprising because I am a big rookie guy. As you guys know, I love rookies. So uh, this is uh, T. Higgins is my pick. Um He's shown that he can be quarterback proof, essentially quarterback proof, playing with Brandon Allen and Ryan Finley as his quarterbacks down the stretch. And he was still productive enough uh, for a rookie wide receiver that and I, I liked it. Um, so T. Higgins is the pick, and there's uh, a good uh, feeling about it. I, I that was that was my, my I was torn. That was torn. I, I between him and T. Higgins, and, and here's why. Uh, in, in this unfair, mashable mock draft we're doing, I know who T. Higgins' quarterback is. I know it's going to be Joe Burrow. More than likely, the fact that they haven't fired Zach Taylor, I know that there's going to be volume. The last two years, I believe Cincinnati was either first in pass plays per game or second in pass plays per game. There's going to be volume. There's about a 99.9% chance that A.J. Green leaves in free agency. 
there's about a 99% chance that Cincinnati invests in the offensive line with their top draft picks. Last year, they got the quarterback. Last year, they got the wide receiver. Last year, they paid the running back in Joe Mixon. Now we got to we got to get the guys to keep them upright and to keep them healthy and to keep them from getting smashed. Uh, so I, I love T. Higgins. It was very close for me. Uh, I know that's also a very black and blue division. We saw that with some weather games in uh, Cleveland this year. Big impact with with three home games. That's a very small thing, but it is a thing all the same. But I, I love the T. Higgins pick. Kyle, I know you're a T. Higgins guy as well because I saw you smiling like maybe he would slide there to you at five. But what do you think about Higgins before you give us your five? Yeah, and Higgins, I, I was right. I'm right there with you guys. I mean, these are my top four. Higgins is a guy who jumped. You know, he wasn't somebody that I was you know looking at when I had a mid first round pick last last summer. Uh, but I, the teams I got him on, picking at the end of the first round or early second in Superflex. Dude, I mean, you got to love the value right out of the gate. And you mentioned it. AJ, AJ Green, probably more than likely uh, done in Cincinnati. There's 104 targets out the door, and but there's always plenty of targets to go around. Higgins is flash, and he only had, Bur- you know, he wasn't, he was down Burrow um, that last month or six weeks of the season. I, I think Higgins is, is, uh, is better days ahead, even for what he did this last year, just under a thousand yards, six touchdowns. Uh, I think we're going to be talking about him as a top 15 wide receiver here. And, you know, uh, overall, uh, dude's a stud. So that's where the drop off is a little bit for me. Uh, when you look at even, you know, the 20, 20 rookie class, there's some names I still really, really like here. Don't get me wrong, but I think it was that cl- clear cut four. and the incoming rookie class. There's definitely some interesting names. I think chase is kind of far and away. The guy for me, it's also a little easier at this time to talk about Jamar chase because you mentioned it, whether, you know, you got Miami. there's going to be trades, but Miami at three, one way or the other, uh, probably going to be in that top 10. You look at Philly, Detroit, even the Giants right there on the edge of the top 10 at pick 11. Like You can kind of look for some spots where Chase is going to go. The rest of these other wide receivers, yeah, maybe they do get pushed up the board and you know they end up uh, you know somewhere in, the, in that mid-first round, but it's harder to put them in a spot yet. So I'm actually going to go with a 2020 wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to go with Jerry Judy, who was not exactly what you wanted as far as productive right out of the gate. 52 receptions, 856 yards, only three touchdowns, and I had 113 targets. That's plenty of work. I mentioned it with CeeDee Lamb, 111 at the top of the board. Justin Jefferson, 125. Judy didn't miss any time. He was nicked up a little bit, nagging injuries, but just didn't produce a lot. And that says a lot about what, how those, the quality of those targets converting 113 targets to 52 receptions is not what you want. But I think the the dude, you know, he's going to be looking at a different quarterback in, tw- in 2021. His route running, we've seen it on display already. Uh, I think the better days are ahead for this kid. You mentioned a priority of getting CEH or or, uh, or Lamb this offseason in Memphis. Like Judy is a guy I'm trying to get right now uh, because I think his stock is down and I think he's got much better days ahead for a guy that just went, you know, top 20 NFL draft. So, I'm gonna at the 105 here. I'm gonna go with a, a little bit of the devil that I do know, but I think better days ahead for Jerry Judy. So I'm going with him. I was very surprised to hear that name, given some of the performance of some of the other young wide receivers. But I do like Jerry Judy. I'm not sure. I the unknown of seeing Jerry Judy play with Cortland Sutton for an entire season. I really want to see how that distribution of targets works out. That would be my one fear, is that if Sutton comes back and reestablishes himself as a dominant, am I drafting 
a bat, a Robin when I really always want Batman in, in those type situations. For me, I know the knock on this guy is his size. I do not care. Give me Devonta Smith at the 106. I see six foot one, 175, and I keep hearing, but but he's so small. Guys, I am a resident of just north of Indianapolis, Indiana. I have lived through the Marvin Harrison experiment. I have lived through the T.Y. Hilton experiment. This is the new NFL. This is the 2021 NFL. You really can't touch these guys. And I heard some of these same things about Calvin Ridley. Now, Calvin Ridley is a little bit bigger. But, man, as we're recording this, we do Mock Draft Monday, even if there's a national championship game on the TV. And as we sit, it is not halftime. And Devonta Smith has 12 receptions for 215 yards and two touchdowns with two minutes to go in the first half. Uh, what 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 that song won't say that shit is bananas b a n a n a s. So I I am a big fan of this guy, and much like all of these guys, I always hope that these young badass wide receivers. I hope they always wind with an offensive minded head coach. You know, you always want them to land with a Sean Payton and Andy Reid, uh, uh, even a Frank Reich in Indy. You you want these guys to land somewhere. And I tell you, a low-key landing spot that people aren't talking about is going to be Buffalo. If Buffalo uses a second or third round pick on another wide receiver, Cole Beasley, although he's a sweet slot receiver and uh, uh, a good rapper, he is not going to be playing uh, in Buffalo much longer. Neither is John Brown. No, I don't think Buffalo has any shot at getting to Devontae Smith. I'm just merely illustrating that as the type of landing spot I would love to see guys like this land. So I know Matt's going to be hurt because Matt is a big Smith fan. That is your dude. Matt, how do you feel about Smith before you make your uh, your next pick at 107? Um, Devonta Smith, he's a great wide receiver. He's scrappy. He's got uh, he's got that little size to him like Marvin Harrison, like you touched on. I like that comparison a lot for Devonta Smith. He's who I have him compared to on my actual report card uh, for Devonta Smith. He's graded out as the highest prospect for me at the wide receiver position. Um, so I think it's a, a great pick after you took Chase first. So, you know, you sniped me there by taking my guys, Chase and Devonta Smith, for me. So I'm going to have to go with a 2020-class guy and take Brandon Ayuk. He's a yak monster. He's good. Uh, I think he's a little undervalued right now. Um, I think you could even acquire him right now while his value is still low because it's going to explode. He's got that explosiveness to him in his game where he can just jump over defenders that are standing uh, all the way up. You know, he jumped about five feet over a guy, and uh, I'm pretty impressed by it. So I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk and hope his, uh, hope my profits soar. Well, the one thing, you know, we, we've given C.D. Lamb a bit of a pass for not having his quarterback all year. He, the last half of the year, was dealing with C.J. Bethard and uh, Nick Mullins. So it's not like he was dealing – and no offense, but Jimmy Jimmy G wasn't exactly awesome sauce when he was back there. I've heard a lot of rumors that Jimmy G is a you know fairly good chance he's not back. And with Atlanta drafting as high as four, I have read scenarios out there where Atlanta would trade Jimmy Garoppolo to San Francisco – so that they could potentially draft a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance uh, at that fourth overall position. Uh, so not the craziest thing I've ever seen. You know, Shanahan and Matt Ryan had a uh, had a bromance at one time. So, no, I, I do not mind that at all. So, Kyle, you are back on the clock with the, the 108. 
Yeah, and I, I guess eventually I might take one of these rookies. That, <laughs> but there's just a lot of unknowns at this time. You know, at this point in the offseason landing spot, I, you know, one of my biggest things is I, you know, I try to remind myself not to get caught up in that landing spot as much and sway myself one way or the other. You know, I think a lot of people would have missed out on Justin Jefferson landing in an offense that only threw the ball 450 times the year before, right? So even if one of these guys doesn't land in a perfect spot, doesn't mean they can't be fantasy and dynasty relevant. But I think, you know, I'm going to go with one another 2020 guy. He has some question marks heading into next year as well still. I I think I'm, even as I make this pick, like I kind of know that maybe I might be capping myself a little bit. Maybe I'm giving up a little bit more upside. But I, you know, and, and maybe I'm buying this guy at his at his highest price point. But I'm still going to go with Chase Claypool uh, going in Pittsburgh next year. Uh, who knows what the quarterback situation looks like? Maybe Ben rolls it back one more year. But we've seen Pittsburgh. You know, they they know how to find these wide receivers. And we are all joking. You know, what nine months ago that this guy was a tight end and he goes up, puts sixty receptions up, uh, finishes as wide receiver twenty two. Uh, I believe it was eleven total touchdowns. And he was actually the wide receiver three on that team as far as fantasy points. It was one spot behind Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, the wide receiver one in terms of fantasy. But Juju's a free agent. Who knows what they bring him back. And now if, if we're sitting here in, th- in three months, Juju's back and and uh, one of these other rookies have landed in a primo spot, You know, maybe I'm making that adjustment. But for now, I think Claybull, again, this might be as high as he might ever go in one of these types of exercises. But I still believe that this guy can be a, you know, a solid wide receiver too for your dynasty team. Uh, so I'm going to go with Chase Claypool. Well, you, 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 so the best point is that Juju is more than like 99% gone. Steelers have already got some cap issues. If they, and they're not going to cut Ben, but Ben's like $42 million all of the cap. And even though Deontay Johnson is your eye of their own in Pittsburgh, you have to love the opportunity to, to get a guy like Chase Claypool in an offense that's going to be pretty good. Now, I could see that offensive, um, my a little bit more run heavy. Uh, I've seen my man Ray Garvin. What's up, Ray GQ? He was on here with us a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he he thought that Najee Harris was the perfect fit for Pittsburgh. I could really see Pittsburgh really trying to slow it down. They didn't have much of a run game, but Claypool's still going to be a beast. Now I feel like I'm just like intentionally playing the role of the agonist, and that's not what I do. Uh, it just so happens that I, I am banking on talent. And the guy that I'm going to take considered the best wide receiver on his team in Alabama until he got hurt, and that's Jalen Waddle. That is no disrespect to Devonta Smith at all, but this is a guy who's got a hundred career catches and has got two thousand, you know, career yards. He is an absolute freak. I mean, 20, 20 yards a catch uh, at the college level. Just I, I don't think there's there's a lot of negative at getting him at the 109. I, I, there was a couple of other picks that I considered, but I think I'm getting the far superior athlete. I will gamble on the unknown, not knowing where he's at today. And before we go, we, we finish up with the last round, I was listening to a podcast, and if I knew which one it was, I would give him a shout out. They said in their dynasty leagues, they draft before the NFL draft. They make their league draft on the talent and the, the the position and do not give them the crutch of the of the landing spot. Found that fascinating because that's kind of what we're doing here. We, I mean, you, you got a little bit of that, but, man, I'm going to stick with Jalen Waddle. I almost went with another incoming 2021 rookie, but uh, 
man, I, I like that 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 talent. So I'm going to go Jalen Waddle. Maddie, what what say you? You're my man, dad. Go ahead. I know who you're, you. I know who you were taking next, and it's who I'm taking next. It's uh, Purdue wide receiver Rondale Moore. Um, I like your Jalen Waddle pick a lot. Uh, I just have more ranked higher than Waddle in my rankings uh, on my report cards. If, which you can find on Dynasty Warzone Patreon, patreon.com slash Dynasty Warzone. Um, and, you know, I like what Rondell Moore does in the open field. I like what he can do with his body. Uh, he's very physical, punishing wide receiver for being 5'9". You know, he's hard to tackle. You know, you don't want him to have the ball in his hands, so the defenders play close to the line on him uh, if he's playing – in a, in a weird kind of package, like they have different packages on their Purdue offense that they run and they put them in the, behind the, the line to get uh, easy touches. So they, they give him a lot of designated touches. So you're going to want to see that in the NFL from whatever team he goes to. So it's, it's going to be how the team uses him. I really hope he gets a good landing spot because if he's not used right, he's not going to produce right. I'm a big, big Rondale Moore guy. I see him a lot just being about an hour North of where I live and, in West Lafayette. And yeah, he's not the tallest guy, but every mock draft I've read has him going as the first, uh, as a first round talent. And if the, the last several years holds true, he could be the first wide receiver off the board. And what I mean is, as we saw a couple of years ago, Hollywood Brown came off of the board uh, right away. Now, was he the best wide receiver in the 2019 class? Not close. I don't think he, if we had included 2019, he damn sure doesn't make the first round, and he may not make the second round. But that doesn't mean that you know Henry Rudd, another guy that I feel very safe in saying with two picks to go, is not going to crack the first round of this pick. But that's the guy the NFL keeps telling us they want. They want these smaller-ish, super-fast guys that can peel the top off the defense. So I, I know Moore is going to go in the first round. I keep seeing him mocked to the Colts, and that does not make sense to me outside of the fact that he uh, would not have to change his uh, W-2s to uh, be a state resident here uh, of Indiana. But they've already got Paris Campbell. They've got T.Y. Hilton, who will be a free agent. I could see him coming back. And then they, they, they've got a couple other guys. So, uh, Kyle, you have one more pick in this exercise. Yeah, I'm actually – I will go with a 2021 rookie here finally. Uh, it's And it is interesting, especially as somebody I don't claim to be a, a Debbie expert and – uh, I have enough time to be to put all my time into the NFL. So when college comes around, uh, you know, it's usually around this time of year that I'm diving into this type of stuff. But and it's going to be it's tough on everyone when you look at just the guys we've just drafted. Right. You talk about Chase op- opted out, Waddle injured after four games, more barely played in 2019 and then 2020. Like most people, didn't get to play many games based off of all the COVID situation. Smith's the only one that had a true almost normal production and we're going to go with I'm going to go with one more guy that again we haven't really seen uh much of since 2019 which is going to be the case for a lot of these guys but I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota uh this guy is I, I know what Memphis is saying like the NFL is leaning towards these smaller quicker guys and Bateman at 6-2-2-10 like if he hits I'm just going to be drooling out watching that guy ball out every Sunday because that's the kind of receiver I like watch and play man i like the big guys that can go up and get it be physical uh and just look like a freak out there and i i remember uh you know watching uh watching some some highlights you know just to get familiar with these guys uh a few months back as of turning my focus 
And when you watch more as an example, and then watch Bateman back to back, like they're just two different types of players. But I hope that uh, Bateman can be one of those down and outside wide receivers. He probably most of the, the few mocks I've seen, I don't think he's going to be a first round wide receiver pick, but you never know. Um, but I will go Bateman here as the fifth rookie wide receiver. And I think that's, this is going to be a spot. It's going to be a lot of debate um, over these next few months, but I'm going to stick Bateman there for now. Uh, I like him. You don't all have to be like mini me wide receiver, you know, that pocket Hercules running around, you know, like a little ball of fury. I think, Cause I think a lot of teams want that next Tyreek type wide receiver, but he brings such versatile, and unique skill set that you're just trying to copy something that that doesn't work. I want to say thank you to both of you guys, not only for coming on, but for leaving me a true homer pick, and that is Michael. That, that is Michael Pittman Jr. Um, and, and we'll we'll go around and cover a couple of names that we didn't uh, cover as well. But dude, Michael Pittman Jr. only played 13 games as a rookie. He had a, a minor calf procedure somewhere around like week seven. And, you know, he, he looked really good in spots. He had a 100-yard game against the Titans. He had 90 in the playoffs against Buffalo. And, you know, not too bad for a rookie wide receiver. Uh, and, and I give a lot of credit to Phillip Rivers. Again, he played his ass off for a 38-year-old. Phillip Rivers is going to have to have surgery, like literally probably sometime this week or next on his foot. Uh, he played injured a bunch. I'm really hoping Pittman gets that that quarterback upgrade. I know I continue to tease Maddie and Jerry that the Colts are going to steal going to steal Matthew Stafford, but th- they've got to get a quarterback upgrade. If they do, not only would it be a big a big win for Michael Pittman Jr., it would be a big win for guys like Paris Campbell. I think he's another guy if you're looking for a cheap buy before the draft gets going, uh, that would be a guy I look at because the Colts the last couple of years uh, I guess technically in 2020's draft, they traded their first for uh, for DeForest Buckner. That worked out okay. But the, the, they will continue to put some some uh, picks in that offensive line. Uh, the I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Anthony Costanzo went on season-ending IR. He flirted with retirement at the end of 2019 before the, the 2020 draft. So I, I really think the Colts are going to invest in the offensive line. I don't think skill positions – are uh, are a spot. So I think not only is he good and I saw flashes, but but I think his job's fairly safe because he plays a different role than Paris Campbell. I would just love if everybody in Indy could stay healthy long enough to do it. But there you go. We we finished with seven 2020s and five 2021. I'll read back the order to you before we get out of here. We'll also throw out any other names that maybe didn't get mentioned that that you want to mention. So we had Justin Jefferson, 101, CeeDee Lamb, 102, Jamar Chase, 103, T. Higgins, 104, Jerry Judy, 105, Devonta Smith, 106, Brandon Ayuk, 107, Chase Claypool, 108, Jalen Waddle, 109, Rondale Moore, uh, 110, Rashad Bateman, 111, and Michael Pittman, Jr., one twelve, Maddie. Were there any names that we didn't mention that deserve uh, some some throwing out there before we go home? Yeah, one to consider is Lavisca Chanel. Uh, with a quarterback upgrade, he should be looking at and boost his production. Um, he's ranked right now for me in this class. If you combine them, he's ranked at wide receiver fifteen. He could easily sneak into the wide receiver twelve, wide receiver nine, like wide wide receiver nine to twelve range uh, with a good season 
this year. He could easily sneak up into that uh, range of uh, rankings for me. And then another name would be uh, Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis being a good wide receiver out of Buffalo. Uh, he's Kane's boy, and I have to shout him out because, uh, you know, Kane's my boy. And, uh, yeah, so I like Gabe Davis out of Buffalo a lot. He's got toe drag swag uh, that we saw in the playoff game. So that might be a little bit of an overreaction, but I like Gabe Davis a lot. Well, this is where I call you a son of a bitch on my own podcast because that was going to be my guy, Gabe Davis. I mentioned earlier with uh, Cole Beasley and John Brown. I think that's the the next guy. Obviously, Diggs is going to be the alpha there for a while, but this is a very pass-centric offense. And Gabe Davis showed a, a lot of flash, a lot of flashes. I like the Visca, uh, especially with Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully, they get an offensive-minded head coach that can maximize what he can do in Jacksonville. I'm going to throw out a one from each class. Um, a guy we've not seen a lot of tonight in the national championship game, but Chris Alave. I know there's been a lot, a lot of hype around him. Uh, we've had a lot of good experience the last few years with Ohio State wide receivers. So could could he be in the the long line of guys like Michael Thomas, guys like Terry McLaren, and come to the NFL and do real well? And I like Ohio State wide receivers. I believe it's Brian Hartline's the wide receiver coach there, and he is churning them and burning them out of Ohio State. I like those guys. And then I want to mention Denzel Mims, a, a name that was super popular at the Senior Bowl last year. My fear with Denzel Mims is as much as I liked him, I feel like he's going to be in that complimentary role. I feel like he's going to be more Robin. And with as many draft picks as the Jets have, especially if they decide to move forward with Sam Darnold, which uh, Todd McShay, for those of you that, that listen to Todd McShay, he was college teammates with Joe Douglas. And his opinion, now it's just an opinion, he has the right to say it and the right to be wrong. But he thinks that they will more than likely give Sam Darnold one more year, maybe trade back from the 102, let someone come up to get Fields or Wilson and accumulate even more picks, and they would go with an alpha-type wide receiver. So th- that that would make a lot of sense. And if But if that happens, then that would obviously potentially push Mims into that, that, that field stretcher, Robin-type role. But if we get the right head coach, they could both be good. So I wanted to bring up those two. So, guys, thank you so much for jumping on. Um, we're right at halftime if you're watching live on YouTube. I'm going to get you guys back to uh, watch what has uh, been a pretty, pretty one-sided affair. But, Maddie, you said you're doing some Patreon work at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. you got some Debbie stuff going on. Uh, you're also uh, out there adjusting and making MFL and Sleeper uh, pages look good. What's going on with you, Maddie Biggs? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, contact me on Twitter. You know, I do graphic design work, and I, I love doing graphic design work because it's always like someone's inspiration. It's, you get to see someone's uh, thought process going through it. So hit me up for graphic design work because I like doing projects. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Maddie Big Chest. Uh, I, I charge reasonable rates, so don't don't worry about the price because it's going to be reasonable, and we'll, we'll work through it if it's not. Um, so just just hit me up. There you go. He can uh, help you bring what what your uh, your vision of your league is. You know, I've been in. Let's see, Kyle. We've been in Game of Thrones leagues. We've been in uh, '80s retro leagues. Um, there, there's all kinds of leagues, and Maddie can help you if if you can think of something fun you're wanting to do with your league. Um, uh, I've been in gangster leagues. Now, me, I, I chose uh, 
I chose the guy who founded the Hells Angels because that's just kind of how I roll. But there's a Vito Corleone. There's all kinds of cool stuff. So if, if you have a theme in mind, maybe you want to do a Mandalorian League. Maybe you want to do an Avengers League. Maybe you want to do an X-Men League. Who, who Pokemon, a Pokemon Go League. A Pokemon <laughs> Go League. I, I've that, seen that's for your his, sleeper. I, I, yeah. I've seen some of his work, guys. It, it's really fun. And uh, if you're in a dynasty, why not make it more fun? And then, Kyle, you've been uh, rocking the SmackDown. Going to be bringing in uh, s- some new talent and some new stuff here in the next couple of months. Yeah, just uh, having some fun right now through January. So you can check out the SmackDown uh, releasing every Thursday uh, throughout the NFL playoffs. And then, yeah, got a lot of fun stuff planned for for uh, the 2021 season. So looking forward to making all those announcements and everything. But, man, I'm I'm just uh, always happy to hang out with you guys. And I'll t- also take a little bit of vindication that the top my top 12 was everybody that was picked in this draft. So, uh, you know, I, I got to feel good about that, too. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this because uh, it's a fun exercise. It, it really is. And, and I, again, it just talks about how deep wide receiver is. So if you're if you're stacked at wide receiver and you could move, I uh, don't want to get into too much of what Jerry and I are going to cover tomorrow. But if you could move a a Michael Thomas for a, I don't know that you would get Justin Jefferson, but one of these young guys plus a little something just based off name value, you're really getting that point to where fantasy points and age kind of coincide and if you can get anything on the side a little change if you will with your order that's a great way to go about it but thank you for tuning in to mock draft monday we'll be back here next week we're going to do the same thing with some running back classes just to kind of get a feel for how good this 2021 class is where would they fit in amongst the jonathan taylors the clyde edwards e layers and and other classes like that but so far we just got we got running backs on the way. We have wide receivers down, but his name is Matty Big Chest. You can follow him on Twitter at Matty Big Chest. His name is Doctor. No, he's not Doctor Kyle. He's just Kyle. He's the good go. Kyle. Not the there we evil, go. I'll take it. <laughs> not the evil Kyle. He is at Kyle FF Fellows. But until next time, I am Memphis, and here at the Dynasty War Zone, we remind you that we're just here to make the world a better place. Fantasy football. We'll talk to you tomorrow night where we're talking staff wide receiver rankings. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day. Joined the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in rebuild mode this year and that's just part of what comes with the patreon Uh, just uh, trade talks just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or three o'clock in the morning there's always going to be fantasy football talk whether it's redraft whether it's dynasty i joined a couple leagues with the patreon members and it's the same thing even in even while we're drafting we're still shooting ideas at each other and if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of pause the podcast now join the patreon and join a join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family